Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever time you guys are checking us out, and welcome back to another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Xander Scully, and joined with me is the Crimson Bearded co-host with the mostest, Mr. James Grusom. What's up, James? Greetings and salutations, everyone. It is the Halloween season. It is fall. It is a nice 66 degrees right now, which is uh, pretty awesome compared to the damn 80 eight degrees it was yesterday i think here so maybe we're finally hitting that nice sweet spot and i hope everyone's you know gonna get visited by the great pumpkin and uh you know all that good stuff and everybody's just having fun and uh you know watching some cool horror movies and you know halloween kills is out this weekend i will be going uh later this evening around six o'clock to check it out you know we see lots of differing opinions some people mm-hmm. hate it. Some people love it. Uh, ah, either way, hey man, I'm looking forward to see it. But I uh, hope everyone's doing well and just stay away from those circus peanuts because those are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned the weather because I'm like, man, if James doesn't mention the weather this episode, I'm going to mention it because I went outside and I'm like, ooh, it feels feels actually like fall outside. And yeah, Halloween Kills, uh, that comes out. I mean, it's already out. Uh, but I did want to mention, because we were talking about before we were recording, that was actually filmed in my town. That was filmed here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Same with the new Scream movie. Matter of fact, I remember I was walking home from work, and I actually stumbled upon them filming Halloween Kills over at the uh, bowling alley. And uh, wow. that was pretty cool. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my friends that works at a gas station actually got to meet the guy who's playing Michael Myers. Uh, he went to the gas station to buy some snacks and stuff like that. So yeah, that's I mean, pretty awesome. Can... Wilmington is a huge, you know, for those that don't know, it's a huge filming location. I mean, everything from, you know, crap like Dawson's Creek, which I, I did start watching like a year or so ago. And, nah, like <laughs> and oh, One Tree Pacey, Hill. Pacey's Tree way Hill. better than I, I, I really thought he was. But, uh, I mean, we can even go back to one of my favorite uh, movies to watch around Halloween, uh, Trick or Treat. Not the Trick or Treat, the anthology, but the old 80s one with Sammy Kerr, Rock's Chosen Warrior, where they, like, you know, summon demons from backwards records and stuff actually filmed in Wilmington and uh, a very cool thing for like a, uh, as far as like an 80, you know, 80. If you watch the end of that movie, there is actually a Billy Bob from Chuck E. Cheese uh, walking around at the end of the movie. Why? I do not know, but <laughs> it, it was filmed in Wilmington and there was a Chuck E. Cheese there back in the 80s. So it's, it's very cool. So if you're watching Trick or Treat, it's got Gene Simmons, Ozzy Osbourne, Skippy from Family Ties, if any of y'all remember that show. Uh, it's it's really awesome. It's it's one of those metal horror movies uh, that perfectly fits in, you know, with the Halloween season and filmed in Wilmington, like eight billion other movies. Yeah, like the uh, the Crow was filmed here. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie was filmed here, which we'll we'll get into uh, some Super Mario movies talk because I think the last episode we didn't. It was even before that Nintendo Direct, but yeah. And, and a fun, funny story is there is uh, a sign over at the ports that's thanking the fire department, and a lot of people don't know the reason why that sign is there is because during the filming of Iron Man three. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. almost set the ports on fire over his jetpack. His uh, jetpack had a malfunction and started a fire, and the, the the fire department put it out. So, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man almost uh, really caused some really bad stuff here in Wilmington. I mean, you you, you got to be careful with those jetpacks, <laughs> man. I mean, they can really just blast off and cause some damage. And then, you know, if you're not used to it, don't know what you're doing, you you got to watch out. But yeah, so so yeah, I mean, last time we did an episode, uh, I mean, we've had 
some Nintendo oh, Directs. Yeah, we, we, we had some we, Nintendo Directs. We do directs. apologize, you know, for uh, <laughs> being a bit slack. Some of that was, you know, on me. We do try to work on our scheduling. But I will say right now we do have another, our big, this is kind of like a catch-up episode. We mm-hmm. do have our big annual Halloween episode with Ryan Cadaver, who always joins us, that will be coming up sometime in the future, uh, sooner rather than later. It will be quicker than this episode was from the last yeah yeah exactly and i mean even if it's uh it, it might be a little bit after halloween and the only reason why i said that's because i actually have a show on halloween um my my old band got back together uh rick to scram and we're actually headlining a, a show here in town we're playing we're playing a double set we're playing a rick to scram set but we're also playing a misfit set as well because it is halloween you gotta play some misfits you know, definitely. It's, it's a busy season for you. And of course, you know, Ryan, the cast of creatures is really busy, too. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, hey, if we get it in October, it's October. If it's November, hey, it's every day is Halloween, right? So. <laughs> Especially for us. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, with, with the gaming news, we've we've had some interesting stuff happen since the last episode. Um, you know, the the announcement of the Super Mario movie. I mean, what what do you think about that, James, about the casting? Man, that's a uh, sh- I wasn't even sure. When I first heard it, honestly, I didn't know if it was going to be, like, animated and these people were doing voices. I'm like, is this live action? Is this, you know, I mean, I, I experienced the, the old one, which, honestly, if we're being honest here, I've never fully seen the complete old Super Mario Brothers movie. That, uh, that you're I not missing much. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. And I heard there was, you know, like, a newer kind of, like, uncut version mm-hmm. with some extra stuff that I think if I do delve into it which i think i should because i think i i might like it but for some reason it was one of those movies i just never saw but uh yeah it's it, it'll a, be interesting you know like yeah, it's, a, it's a the the first mario movie was almost like a weird fever dream like it's yeah. it's really strange i mean and for what it is for for sign of the times it's it's not good but it's one of those movies that, you know, as a gamer, you, you got to at least check it out once. I mean, I think my f- my favorite part of that whole movie was Yoshi. I thought Yoshi was really cool in that movie. <laughs> you know, pe- people didn't know what was going on. I mean, I think a lot of influence uh, was possibly taken. I, I don't I, my timeline's right. Like maybe like from that Dinosaurs TV show. Yeah. Because, I mean, you had a lot of characters that looked like that. And, you know, they didn't really know how to treat uh, video game properties back then. Uh, and it was a very early take, you know, you had the wizard, um, and then, you know, you, you had the Mario and a lot of people just like hated it. Their stories are just pretty much, uh, uh, Leguizamo and, um, Bob Hoskins just being drunk the whole time just cause they were like, <laughs> ah, what, you know, Bob Hoskins around like forever. And he probably had, you know, like Leguizamo's kind of like learning, you know, under his tree and they're hanging out, probably having a good time doing it. But just a weird, like you said, fever dream is probably the best way to describe that. Very weird, you know, didn't really cross over from the game, but they probably didn't really know what to do. But today we have so many more effects and CGI, so, you know, it, it, who knows, you know? You got Chris Pratt, who's in, I'm kind of tired of him, because he just seems, I don't know. I'm just he's one-dimensional. Like he's he's a one, He Chris Pratt plays Chris Pratt. Like, no matter what, what movie he's in, he's Chris Pratt. I mean, that happens. Even Jack Nicholson sometimes is always yeah. just Jack Nicholson. And I don't know if it's like if I should criticize people for that or either you just you, you like the actor for 
what they are. And I mean, I loved Parks and Rec. And I mean, but I give credit to dude because he's he's blown up. He's like gotten into like super ripped shape. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy was huge. He's just he's blown up, and he's gonna be one of those dudes. It's gonna be in everything, but. Hey man, he probably grew up playing it. He's probably thrilled to be in it. So I just kind of hope maybe he just takes it, runs with it. And I mean, I'm just, I'm... my 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 only thing is I'm hoping that with it being a uh, a CG movie and it's it's going to be aimed more towards kids, but I'm hoping that it's not going to be like one of those CG movies that's like kind of. Uh, a test of its time where they're kind of using like new jokes to throw into a Mario movie. Like I don't, I don't want to see toad twerking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Toad and yeah. Stuff like I don't want to see stuff like that. Like uh, that would ruin it. But I mean, Shigeo Miyamoto is supposedly he's, he's really active in this project. And uh, I mean, Mario's his baby. So, I mean, unless, unless Shigeo Miyamoto is, is drinking on the set, like, <laughs> I, I, th- I think he should be fine. Um, I think it should, I, th- I think it'll be a decent movie. It's, it's going to be a movie that, you know, you go out and you see it with your friends at movie theater. You probably watch it once and that's kind of it. Kind of like how I did with the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which was surprisingly really good. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the things. sequel. I'm looking forward to the sequel to see, I mean, the, it was better than I expected. It wasn't mind blowing. It didn't change my life, but I was like, "Wow, this is this is a pretty good Sonic movie for what it was." Like maybe we'll see. Like the true test. Like who's going to win? Sonic movie, Mario movie. It's like <laughs> you know, hey, they teamed up in the Olympic Games, and we've seen Sega and Nintendo work together. But now we've got the movies, and, and let's see who really is you know the top boss. Indeed, indeed. Now, and also, um, uh, I think the biggest controversy that's going on right now was, uh, you know, during that Nintendo Direct, uh, other than people, at the time, people were flipping out over Chris Pratt playing Mario and the cast for that movie. But but then they announced the, you know, on, Nintendo Online Expansion Pack, in uh, 64 and Sega Genesis games. And just a couple of days ago, we finally got the price for the Expansion Pack. Now, the Expansion Pack is going to be coming with the new Animal Crossing DLC. N64 games, Sega Genesis games, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting topic because the price for the expansion is going to make the Switch Online from, you know, beginning it was free, then you paid twenty dollars a year, now it's fifty dollars a year, and if you're wanting to do like the family plan, you're going to be paying like eighty bucks a year for this online membership. What what do you think about this, James? You know, at first it was kind of like whoa, it's like you hear that price tag. And it throws you back because, like, we've been used to this $20 for a couple months. You don't notice it. They send you an email. Hey, this will be coming out of your account a little bit. You're like, yeah, $20, whatever. And at first, I was a little bit, you know, like, oh, man, like, that, like that's a lot. Like, do I really need that? Like, you know, I got emulators. I got compilation discs. I got, you know, 100-something 64 games. Like, like it, but when you think about it, I mean, shoot, that's less than $5 a month mm-hmm. as far as just the normal plan, which really isn't that bad. I mean, I'm used to, granted, you might get maybe, you know, more with like Xbox, but it's like I'm paying like 15 a month for that. I mean, damn, that's, you know, over 150 something bucks a year. This is really less than the cost of a brand new game. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, and if you're one of those people, maybe who, like I said, maybe if you don't emulate, you just like to have something on this one console, or even if you do, and you just want more things on your switch because you can carry it around with you. Um, and handheld, you know, adds a lot to it. The more I think about it, 
Um, you know, I was honestly expecting maybe like $5 more might've been naive on my part, but, uh, I mean, really, I think the 50 price is really not that bad. You know, uh, we're so quick to criticize and, you know, it's like, oh, this is too much, but Hey, you gotta really look, it's like, like, what are these worth? Uh, you know, you're going to be getting as far as 64. I mean, the Nintendo titles were a lot of the top shelf games. And oh yeah. You it, can't, you know, if you can yeah, you can't you can't get those games like that because it's nine titles right off the bat, and it's going to be launching uh, next week, I believe, like the twenty fifth. But you can't get all nine of those N sixty four titles for fifty bucks. You can barely get one of those titles for fifty bucks because yeah, you know those Nintendo titles still carry you know that tag where you're going to be paying at, I'd say anywhere at the minimum of like thirty on up, and mm. if it does have like online. Which I don't know for sure if it has like I yeah, would it assume does. it have online for Mario yep. Kart, Mario Party. Um, man, that that could be really fun and and maybe worth it. I've heard some criticisms of Nintendo's, you know, as far as like online playing with people. I haven't really used it a whole lot, but um, if anything, maybe with this extra influx of money, they can you know maybe improve the infrastructure of everything and get things working better to where uh, it really is you know worth that money to the consumers. Yeah, I, I I know I'm gonna kind of wait. Um, I I know I made a video like the day it was announced. I went ahead and made a video, and I I was pre- I was pretty like straight up, like this is stupid. And, you know, when I made that video, now that time has gone by. I, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's not you know I didn't ruin my whole month or anything like that. Uh, the only thing that I wish is um, when they up the price, I wish they added a little bit more features the online like uh and, and what i mean by this is like you know when it, when the online service is twenty dollars a year and it was missing features like party chat or messaging your friends you know stuff like that i kind of looked the other way because i'm like you're paying 20 bucks a year it's very bare bones um it, it you're you're getting what you pay for but now that it's like fifty dollars a year and it's not too uh, far from like the PlayStation or Microsoft online store, I'm like, okay, Nintendo, if you want to charge this premium price, you need to do a little bit more than just adding some ROMs. Uh, you know, you need to add, add, be able to message your friends. Like, you know, like right now, if we weren't doing the podcast, James, and and I, I was playing the game or you were playing the game, I, I would have to text you on my phone and be like, hey, you want you want to play this game? You know, like I know it. It's first world problems is, is totally not a big deal, but it would be nice to be able to message your friends on the Switch and be like, hey, you know, let, let's play a game, you know. It, that, that would be really nice. And the fact that, you know, there is party chat, but it's still that, like, cell phone dongle sort of thing that they got going on. I mean, I like I said, I'm going to wait. I want to see, see what they do with the N64 lineup. Genesis I can care less about because I got you know, the Genesis collection and most of those games already have, but I, I want to see if they really support the N64, say four months from now, because uh, you look at the uh, online service now with the SNES and NES. I mean, they, the first couple of months it was really good. And then they started skipping a month and every other month they'd release some like really filler titles, like stuff that nobody really wanted to play that bad. So I'm hoping that, you know, with this extra income towards the online service that they really implement and make it really like a a, a premium expansion, you know? Yeah, hopefully. And like I said, hey, with some, you know, Genesis, with some online, you know, uh, the option that's always cool. Rage, 
you know, with a friend. But you know, that's the main thing. Like I said, they're more than doubling the price mm-hmm. um, for you know what's really probably not a whole lot of of work compared to what they've been doing. And you know, like like you said, take that and really add more functions to make it really worth that price to where you know you don't have people you know complaining about it. Like, you know, it, right away, like I said, with us, we, at first, you know, initially, it's like, Ugh, and then you think about a little bit, it's like, well, it's really not that much, you know, it's like, God, I might buy about buy a pack of cigarettes or two a day, man, and it's like, that's way more money than this, and uh, it's, I mean, cigarettes are fun, you know, kind of, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> cigarettes are fun, kids. <laughs> they should, they're not fun, they're not fun, do not smoke, no, but... Uh, <laughs> I just imagine you doing like magic tricks with this cigarette. Like that's what you really meant. Like you're like, watch it disappear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, no, I I agree. And I mean, like, um, I, I think I think it's a very interesting thing. I I like the controllers. I always I I do admit I do like it when they come out with these consoles and they're like, hey, you can buy these controllers on Nintendo.com because I did buy the NES controllers. And uh, man, they're legit. Like they, they, mm-hmm. like because I still have. I don't have my NES anymore, but I still have an NES controller for some reason. So I held like the original NES controller that I had since I was like five years old, and I held this new wireless one from the Switch, and I'm like, this feels genuine. You know, like e. I mean, there's a lot of like retro style Bluetooth controllers that are out there. Like Eight Bit Doe does a great job. They do they do really good retro style controllers, and they they feel they feel legit, but. There's always something like a little missing, but this one right here, it like feels like the same mold. It probably is same plastic. I mean, it's just and the N sixty four, you know, uh, it it's already sold out on Nintendo dot com. You can wow. still you can still buy the the Genesis three button controller, which was really weird that uh, Nintendo Online, uh, the American uh, accounts had the three button controller. the The Japanese had the six button controller. Which is really weird. Yeah, why not just go ahead and you know put out the optimum version? Yeah, yeah I mean I know a lot of the games initially they put out, but at some point it, you know they're going to have some and just just go ahead and you know give people the the good thing. You know? Yeah, don't, don't don't hold back. Yeah. So I mean that was that was like something they they came out with. Also, uh, Metroid Dread uh, came out, and uh, you know some controversy came out with that. Uh, a couple of things. Um, one is with Kotaku. This this is crazy. This is crazy. So Kotaku um, decided to put out an article talking about how Metroid Dread runs really good on the Switch emulator. I was like, <laughs> what? You know, like the game. The game had just came out. Like it, it was not. It, it wasn't even a week old. It was a couple of days old. And Kotaku's like, hey, you know, new Metroid Dread's awesome, and it runs great on the Switch emulator. I'm like, how are these people in the gaming industry? Like, I because I, I think about it, you know, myself. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm just a pebble in industry. You know, I, I don't. I don't do a whole lot. But even even myself, like, I feel weird. Knowing that I work that I've worked with companies and gotten review copies and mentioning stuff like emulation, you know, I, I myself feel weird about that. These people they they make a living. Like, what what do they fill their taxes on? Because they work on video game industry stuff. That's what they do. They fill their taxes out and everything. It's legit. And they're like, yeah, you can emulate this game and it runs great. And I'm like, okay, like. 
is Nintendo going to blacklist Kotaku? Like, <laughs> that was just a really, really dumb thing to do on Kotaku's part. I mean, it is Kotaku, but still, like, what the hell? Yeah, they've been getting a little bit more criticism, you know, from people and uh, a little bit early, you know, to me, I think, for emulation where, you know, we're both totally for any of these old games, games you can't mm -hmm. get anymore, games maybe they want to charge you time and time again, no matter how many systems, how many times you've bought it, whatever, it's all old, go for it. But when you have a game that just comes out, it's like... Yeah. I don't know, man. It just seems it's a little bit much. It's like a little bit insulting to you know the people that put in you know a lot of hard work into it. But I mean, that is the way things are. And usually, sometimes if somebody can get it for free, they might can. I've heard. I think the emulation because it, it, it. I don't know. Does it run at like a higher speed? There was something with it where they were saying like it could do something. Yeah, it was running. Yeah, it was running. At, they with the emulator, they could uh, run it at 4K. Um, so it was actually better resolution than you know, playing it on original hardware. Um, like, but like I said, though, I was just like, how, how could you be, uh, a mat? I didn't, they're, they're like a magazine, like web magazine pretty much. But how could you like, you know, a couple months ago be like, Hey, what new IPs would you like to see Nintendo bring back? And then like, we haven't seen Metroid in years, like 15 years since a brand new Metroid game. And they finally yeah, come yeah, out with it. New. Yeah, and they we did finally... have Samus Returns. That was a bit of a remake, and, uh, and yeah. I hated it, so we won't really count that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we haven't had a brand new Metroid, and a lot of people have been wanting Metroid for years, and it's just like now it's out, and they're like, and you know, they got a review copy. You know, Nintendo was like, hey, here's a review copy, the, the review Metroid Dread. So they they got a free copy of the game from from Nintendo from Mercury Steam. They probably got some crazy promo like, here's a Metroid plush, because you know you get stuff like that sometimes. And they're going to turn around and be like, well, you know, it runs great on the emulator. Here's how you play it for free, kids. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, why would you do that? That was this really, really dumb move. Yeah, I imagine Nintendo will probably be on their way to, you know, <laughs> shutting down wherever they can. <laughs> you know, they will have their Black Ops team on that. And it will just be nixed yeah. from, you know, the web. So I guess try to get it and play it while you can if you, you know, want to go that way. Or you could go and, and you know purchase it you know and it's it's definitely worth playing i've been really enjoying it it's it's been really interesting too because this um because metroid dread is it's very old school it's a very old school game um because i noticed that a lot of people have kind of not really complained but kind of been like i don't know where to go i don't know what to do like it's not a game that holds your hand and um, it's kind of interesting to see the the demographic of gaming now compared to what it was back then. Because I remember I even read a comment where someone was just like, it's 2021. We shouldn't have to play games that require something like a Nintendo Power to get through it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, that's that's the that's the fun of games is sometimes exploring. And, you know, um, if it's too hard, I mean, there's nothing wrong with looking up a walkthrough. You know, I've I've already done it because the yes, it is very cryptic on where to go sometimes, but it's it's a fun game. And at least you have like the option of uh, you know, watching videos and such, which is a little bit easier nowadays than mm -hmm. actually, you know, going to a magazine. I like I use both. Sometimes I actually use the video ones and uh for some games I've actually used, you know, old like game game facts, you know, just written walkthroughs. 
uh, I still use those because, you know, I'm still terrible at games. And, I mean, I get stuck too. But, like you said, I mean, I love the exploration. And this was a game, you know, for me, not liking Samus Returns just immediately. And I, I actually meant to go back and try to play that one again before Dread came out. Because I just, I did not like it. And I loved, and you want to talk about like obtuse, you know, the original Metroid 2 on Game Boy was, yeah. it, I mean, man, that game, you know, it's like, well, you kill, you know, uh, you know, so many, you know, Metroids and then this lava somewhere. I mean, I don't even think there was a map on that game back then. Uh, you just got to walk around and like, well, I, I don't think I've been here before. And then, you know, you go down, whereas, like, at least the newer version would have that. But uh, immediately playing Dread, man, I mean, I loved it right off the bat. Uh, just, it definitely had, like, a good feeling. It was, you know, just, it was fun. I was like, I really loved it. I haven't played it as much as, like, I'd like to. I think I got up to maybe, like, the second, you know, there's a crazy robots that come and chase you around oh yeah the emmis those things are terrifying some people like that some people don't uh to me it hasn't quite got completely frustrating yet i mean it definitely you will die a lot Mm -hmm. um uh, but i do like the fact there's always some way you know to to get away and it does a lot of trial and error sometimes you know it's like oh i went this way and like oh and like i walked i actually watched a, a walkthrough on one of those with the video and it was something as, as simple as, oh, there was an area I could slide into and, you know, duck down in the water and it goes away. And like, I just mm-hmm. happened to miss it, but hey, man, I. It gave me, it gave me those, uh, Resident Evil Nemesis kind of feels. Yeah. You know? Cause even the music changes, like when you go in there, you hear like the music and you're like, oh shit, there's an EMMI. There's, there's one and of those robots. I will say too, very, very forgiving as far as if you die. It will put you right outside of that area. Yep. Now, now if you cut your game off, you'll go back to your last save spot. But if you, every one of those areas when you die, it puts you right back there. So it's like you don't need to do nearly as much, you know, backtracking and you know, going back through areas and trying to get to this just to die again, which can be frustrating. So even if you die, it cuts down on just the irritation. I think that that's that that was something I was going to say too. That's what I really like. I love the. Uh, the respawn to this game because yeah, there's there's plenty of times you're gonna die when you encounter those like robots and you just respawn right where you were and you're like, okay, so this is what I need to do this time. I, I really, really do like the way they did that and uh, just the overall game, I think it was it was really good. It came out so fast, like I, I feel like I feel like this game was announced and I blinked and it was already on shelves. Like it came out so fast. It kinda crept up on me to be honest. I I forgot that it was coming out, and someone messaged me on Facebook, like, hey, you're going to get Metroid Dread? And I'm like, oh, shit, that comes out. Wow. And I ended up buying it a couple days ago, and um, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, it's it's uh, kudos to Mercury Steam, because, I mean, they, they've had kind of a, a rocky rocky catalog. I mean, they did uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadows, which was really good. They did the sequel, which wasn't so good. Mirrors of Fate, which was pretty good. It wasn't terrible. And I didn't play Samus Return, so I have no uh, opinion on that. But I know you weren't, at the time, you weren't a big fan of it. Yeah, I think my big issue was, like, even if you can see on Dread, you know how you have that one uh, kind of, like, block option when something flies at you? Yeah. And and it's used more minimally. The thing is, is that was, to me, seemed to be more of a main focus on Returns, where, like, you had to master, you know, that mm. block me that just it, it 
turned me off immediately. Whereas this one, it just, it felt more natural. It's like, hey, once in a while, hey, there's a couple of enemies you got to use that with. And, and you just kind of get used to it. But like I said, it really was more the the main focus and, you know, one of your, you know, kind of like main, you know, attack options in returns. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of like force force parrying. Like uh, there's a lot of games that, um, uh, a game that really comes to mind is like uh, the Ninja Gaiden games that were on like Xbox. Uh, you can buy them now on the Switch, but those games really relied on parrying and blocking and i mean if it's done well i don't mind it and i th- i feel like dread like they they push it really well a matter of fact like uh i mean there's some there's some like little creatures that you can do this parry move and it's so easy to do and you do it and you actually get more items like i i like the fact that it rewards you for doing the parrying but like games like ninja guide and i was just like it was just such a turn off because i mean it's just, it's so time consuming and trying to get it just right i just wasn't a big fan of it yeah, it's just it's all in how they implement it, and you know, like I said, with with returns, and I imagine one day you'll probably play it, and you know, you'll see. And like, if I get through Dread, make it. Like, I, said, I still want to go back and try Samus Returns again because I keep thinking I was like, maybe I didn't give it a fair shake. That happens. Know. That happens sometimes. Like, there's some games that I've played in the past that just just did not flow. Like, I'm like, this isn't my game. I can't I can't play this. And then I went back to it, like, months later, or maybe, like, a year later. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll give it a second chance. Fell in love with it. It's like you almost have to be... Sometimes you have to be in a certain mind frame sometimes to play certain games, and it just click with you better, you know? Exactly. And it's like, you never know. It could be, your, like, your mood that day. Mm-hmm. It's something in the game that you could already be frustrated, and that just, like, adds to it. You could go back, you know, a year or two later, and you're like, oh, man, like, I really... You know, it's like I really missed out on this. Or I didn't appreciate it for what it was. So, you know, I definitely will be going back to Samus Returns. But and with Metroid Dread, I'm just like, I really, you know, just pleased with how it turned out. And, I mean, I really couldn't, you know, ask for much better, I think, than, like, what I got with it. Yeah, and I mean, and I think, and I've, I've talked to a couple people about this with modern games. And I don't know if you feel the same way, James, but sometimes, sometimes modern games feel like a... Uh, uh, an investment in the sense that like I, I had sometimes I have to like be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to finally go and play this game because I know the way modern games are, man, like they take so long to start ripping up, you know, like there's so like how many modern games can you really think about that you play? And it's like the first hour is like the tutorial, the cut scenes, the, you know, the, the story opens up, you know, finally you battle the first boss and, and then it starts getting good. And sometimes I have to get myself in the mood to, to experience all of that where, I mean, that's one reasons why I love like a lot of indie games and a lot of retro games is because like you say like a game like Steel Assault, you pick it up and you start playing it, which we'll, we'll definitely talk about that because I know you've played some Steel Assault too, but, um, you just pick those games up and play it, and you can play it for a little while, put it down, pick it back up again. But then you take a game like even you know as much as we love the Yakuza series, Yakuza Like a Dragon, love that game. But man, the beginning of that game, like you better prepare yourself for like two hours of like dialogue in the very beginning. I mean, it's very daunting. Yeah, sometimes you know you'll have that case, like you said, where it takes a while to get into it, or either. Sometimes games are a little bit easier to get into, and then you'll hit this wall, you know, whether it's oh like God, a certain yeah. technique or a certain boss or something that you really need to get the, the hang of. And it kind of seems like something that should have happened later in the game, but you're like, man, I don't want to 
will be stuck this early. And then, then you're kind of forced with, you know, dealing with that. So it's like a lot of those have that kind of opposite effect where you said, you know, when you have some of these older style games, sometimes it's just, Psh, that's what it is. Get into it. You know, everything's right there. You might get a couple extra power ups, you know, but you're not going to run into too many huge problems. And you're not going to have, you know, like you said, like an hour of, you know, dialogue and, and, you know, all the story, which could be great, but sometimes you don't want to deal with, but you don't want to skip it. Cause like, uh, maybe I'm going to miss something out. Maybe this is a huge part of the game. I don't know. So. Yeah. And, and, and again, uh, Metroid dread, this shows the, um, you know, cause game gaming's more popular than it's ever been. And there's many people who play video games and Metroid dread. is one of those games that kind of shows you the different diverse, like palettes of taste of gamers. Uh, because, I mean, you got some people that, like I said, they're like, this is 2021. We shouldn't have to look up a walkthrough. And then you have some people being like, man, I absolutely love this game. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm just relishing it and just chipping away at it. And then some people are just like, oh, this this doesn't look like a $60 game. I'm not even going to play it. Like, it's so funny how diverse uh, gamers are now. When, when you know you think about back in the day, it was just like, that one Genesis game came out and everyone played that Genesis game if they were able to play it, you know? <laughs> and it probably cost 50 bucks back then, too, you know? Yeah. That's still the one thing I'll always defend with games lots of times is that price. The fact that I paid more for Street Fighter 2 on the Super NES when it came out than I'm paying for games right now. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I can't. Can I really complain? Seventy dollars for Street Fighter Two on Super NES versus uh, sixty dollars for Metroid Dread. Um, I mean, hey, both are outstanding, great games, and I'm not saying I didn't get seventy dollars worth out of that game. Not that I paid for it; my dad got it for me. But this one, you know, I paid for with you know Metroid. But it's just, uh, hey, at least the game prices have not gone completely outrageous. Even if they say like some of the PlayStation games, like if games went up to seventy. Ah, you know, I mean, I get it. Like that is, it seems kind of brutal, but if if you compare it, like I said, inflation, game titles have really been one of the more consistent things, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in our generation and our time. So you, you gotta be, you know, be a little bit thankful. Just you know, go back and think all of us that you know got that one or two games a year that cost fifty bucks and it was horrible. You know, yeah, <laughs> At least that, now you could like trade stuff in, or maybe you can even return it. Sometimes you have more options nowadays, and and and, the, and then there's more options with prices too. I mean, like not every game that like thankfully not every game that comes out sixty bucks. Like you know, you got the indie market. I mean, there's there's plenty of great games that you could buy for like five bucks or less and have a, a fantastic time. And, oh yeah, dude. go go on that eShop. Like I said, I always recommend throw twenty bucks on your Switch. Go on that eShop and look for sales and just buy $20 worth of, like, the lowest-priced crap you can find on there. And, like, you'll end up having a good time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The eShop. The eShop is, like, the eShop is is so dangerous for me sometimes because <laughs> I'll window shop and I'll be like, oh, this is a a really nice little shoot 'em up It's only $1.99. Okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, someone's you know? like, well, this is... Twenty dollars, like, like, I'm just gonna buy that just because it's so cheap. I don't even know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I found I found a lot of great games doing that. Uh, Trigger Witch was one of those games. 
Uh, you know, I saw that on the eShop. I watched a little video of it, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll check it out. And I find, I'd come to find out it's like one of my favorite games that came out this year, and I've recommended it to a lot of people. And everyone who's played has been like, man, this is really, really good. It's a it's a really fun, like, Zelda twin-stick shooter. It's just a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying that. I still need to, I need to go back and play some more of it because I never did get a chance to beat it. But, uh, I mean... But with gaming news, that's 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 been pretty much it. I mean, uh, I haven't really heard too much about PlayStation Five or Xbox Series X. Like nothing's really been. I mean, have you heard anything like crazy about about those consoles? Other than I mean, just more. I've heard like people kind of have the the opportunity to like register with Sony to be able to buy you know PS Fives like straight from them. But once again, it's still kind of a you know get on a list. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully you get it. I mean, it seems to be, you know, some of the more, you know, the, the Xbox Series S still seems to be one of the more easier ones, you know, to be able to find. I mean, while still being tough, or all the other ones are still in limbo. The Switch uh, OLED. Um, you oh, know, yeah, that, that just came out. Be, yeah. Yeah, that still seems, you know, to be, to be kind of like, you know, obscure and finding too. You know, I know some people have. Uh, it's one I'm not necessarily, you know, it, like I'm still good with mine. Like, I was like, I'm just going to be, you know. That's, that's kind of how I feel with the the Switch OLED. I mean, I feel the same way as I did with the Switch Lite. I thought the Switch Lite was cool. Um, you know, if you mainly play handheld, that's a really great little handheld. Um, the OLED, I, I haven't seen it in person, so I don't know how wild I would be. But I know a lot of people who have gotten the OLED, and they're like, that screen looks pretty good. But I don't... I, I go through spurts where I play Switch a lot on handheld, and I play a lot of it all on my TV. So, I mean, I, I'm fine with my OG Switch, you know? It's good Switch now. I know, I, I think a friend of ours, uh, 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 Justin Beard, he uh, I think he got the OLED because he was mm-hmm. having some uh, battery warping issues with his original Switch. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's something I've experienced with, like, iPhones before. Um, happened, you know? Like, I was having issues, and my wife looked at it, and she's like, now she's like this thing might just blow up you know uh, yeah. and i guess it you know it can happen with switches because he was having some battery warping so you know it's one of those like uh I, I think it's been great a lot of people have had theirs you know for, you know finicky and sometimes you might just get like a bad one yeah um another cool thing i did see as far as like you know the analog pocket is still coming out it's supposed to be by the end of the year you know, it did get delayed, but uh, they've been working, and it's going to be the first one of analog systems to have. It's called the analog, and uh, it's going to be on every system after the pocket that they do. But it's it's really like a, a compendium, you know, like a library of where you can pop a game in, and it'll, you know, it kind of has like a, a, let's see, what's the best word, like a data you know, sometimes you can get things like cover art, instruction manuals. Uh, you can even see maybe what version that game is. Like, it might can tell if this is a bootleg or not. Oh, um, wow. It can really pull up a lot of info. Like I said, having things, you know, like cover art, you know, they're, they're working on, you know, to make sure there's no, you know, not anything with, like, copyright issues. Um, you know, but it'll be able to load, like, your play times. You can make playlists and, and you know, oh, wow. your friends can see those. It, that seemed really cool, actually. Like I, I was just reading about that before the show, um, but the the pocket's gonna be the first one, you know, to have that. And I mean, of course, like it's not gonna work with like every single game, but they're you know constantly working on it. And you know, analog's always put out quality systems, and I think that's a like a really neat function, 
you know, as far as having these, you know, uh, consoles that'll play like, you know, multiple titles or, you know, whether it's like a reproduction of an old one, you know, to have that, uh, all that information on there. Uh, like it'll tell you different versions. It might, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, hey, there's this Japanese one, or it might tell you, you know, the sequel. Um, it just, man, I don't know. That seems like really cool. I'm, I'm very uh, interested in seeing that. And, and still, too, the play date, that one's also yeah. you know, coming out before too long, too. Uh, yeah, you and you and uh, uh, our friend Mikey. Uh, Mikey, uh, he pre-ordered one, too. So uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I know when he gets it, I'm like, yo, Next band practice, bring your play date over. <laughs> I want to, yeah. I want to see this thing, man. It's, it's just still very interesting, man. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, really fun. Like I said, it's just something different. It's something to look forward yeah. to. So I'm just like, man, like coming out the new to, end of the year, I was like, in my like, pocket and like, play date. Like I'm, it, like even though you know a lot of them were supposed to come out sooner. Like I said, you know, the uh, analog pocket was supposed to be out like this past spring, but you know we understand, you know, with everything that happened, that delays, you know. Uh, do come but i mean i haven't really missed it it's just something that i imagine one day i'm gonna come home and i'm gonna be like what like what is this box because that happens because sometimes i i forget things i order you know i'm like what is like i'll get i'll get this i got i had a record box the other day and i was like what is this and uh, i had actually ordered the halloween kills uh, vinyl soundtrack Ooh. Uh, I, I got one for my friend for his birthday and i got one for me but the cool thing was that wasn't supposed to release till actually uh this past friday but I actually got it like a week early. I think the company so, messed up and well, sent them out. <laughs> well, let, let me let me ask you, James, since you got the uh, since you got the soundtrack. Um, I you know I I've never asked you. Are you a fan of Ghost? You know, I've I I listen uh, to Ghost a, a little bit. I haven't delved in it too much. Like initially, I thought I was like, I don't know. This kind of looks like King Diamond or something. I love King Diamond, Merciful Fate. Yeah, and then, like I listened to it and it was like. This doesn't sound like King Diamond. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really. Maybe it shouldn't sound like King Diamond, but they're they're a band that I appreciate the 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 fanfare for them. And I mean, they, they I, I think the changing, you know, whether I don't know, they're actually changing singers or he changes his get up. Yeah, he changes how, his look. Yeah, <laughs> the Papa Emeritus, like one, two, three. I, I don't know a whole lot about them, and I was like, I might just like delve into them, like maybe just like a little bit more it's just something I never fully got into you know yeah i was just asking because they actually included a uh they they put out a brand new song for the halloween kills called uh hunter's moon when and you know and i've because i'm a big ghost fan and when i first heard it i remember uh because mikey he's a big ghost fan too and i, I first sent it, i was like yeah ghost came out with a new song and i'm like i don't like it but then the more i heard it i'm like this is actually pretty good like it grew on me and um so, so I was just wondering what you what you thought about it because I mean it's it's interesting it's interesting that you know that we get we we still get those movie soundtracks that have like bands that play on it like I feel like that's kind of a lost thing you don't really get that anymore like back in the day when a new movie came out you wanted to buy the soundtrack too because it would have all these bands and uh, music that they just made specifically for that soundtrack like okay like that awful spawn soundtrack which i mean everybody <laughs> loved everybody loved that back then but i was like that's one i was like i think if i like never heard that again my favorite like, one my favorite movie soundtrack uh is still like the crow like i love the crow soundtrack i mean it's got the it's got the nine inch nails doing the the cure like joy division stuff and it's a sign of it's, it's a sign of the time like every single crow soundtrack like even the the city, city of, of angels, angels 
yeah, like even that one's pretty good. But it, it is a testament of its time. Like I think, like some people that would listen to it now, just be like, "Man, what the fuck is this?" But man, <laughs> man, that was the '90s. That was the '90s, folks. You want to listen to the '90s Biocro soundtrack? It is like it really was. But I like I'm gonna check actually later and see you know if that song's on there because like I got the soundtrack and listen to it yet because like my my turntable isn't uh, quite hooked up at the moment. It did have a download code, which I should have. That's uh, cool. I should, yeah, yeah. It, it comes with a download code. It's like I should have went ahead and uh, popped that in. The vinyl itself looks awesome, and it's like a, a colored corn, and it's is very, you know, that's part of the thing with vinyls, is, of course, all the packaging and the actual yeah, album the itself. But I, I do want to see this on there. Like I said, I know it's, you know, that you know, you're, John Carpenter, his son, and another guy, uh, you know, they did the last one. And I know it's it's a lot of their you know original work, but I want to see if you know that's because sometimes too you know we would have a soundtrack that would be the score, mm-hmm. but then you'd also have that one with all those bands you know too. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, they you did would that. Have two different ones, mm-hmm. and I'm curious to see. So I'll check and I'll, I'll definitely uh, uh, let you know to see if that one song is on there. But I just kind of thought that was cool that it like it came out like a week early. I was like, surely I was like, Shot Factory like messed up you know i was like this shouldn't uh shouldn't have been here (laughs) (laughs) i i had uh something recently happen to me like that with ordering something and forgetting about it um i i got rolling gunner which is a really good shooter on the switch uh i ended up uh trying to order a physical copy on play asia because they did have a strictly limited release, but the strictly limited release was strictly limited. It was already sold out, of course, and it was like eighty bucks. It was like seventy nine ninety nine. Where on Play Asia, it was like forty bucks plus shipping. And I'm like, okay, I'll get that. And I ordered it, and for some reason, I felt like it. I thought the order didn't go through. I even mm-hmm. checked. I even checked my bank account, and it looked like it went through. But then it looked like it gave me the money back. I was like, okay, yeah. that's weird. So I was like, I'll just buy it digitally. Like, screw this. I, I don't have to have a physical copy. So I bought it digitally. And then, like, two weeks later, I went to go check the mail, and I got this weird box in the mail. And I'm like, what's this? And I look at it, and it says Play Asia. I'm like, what the fuck? And I open it up, and it was Rolling Gunner. So I have two copies of Rolling Gunner. I have a digital and physical uh, import. It's actually the only Switch import that I have in my collection right now. But, uh, it, I mean, it. It's in English, so if anyone wants to order on Play Asia for like forty bucks, it's a really good shoot 'em up, and uh, yeah, it's it's in English, even though it's a Japanese import. The spine, the spine of the cover is in Japanese, which is kind of funny, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. I would say actually another box I had recently show up. Uh, I had one from Super Seven, which is a really cool uh, toy company. They did a lot of like repros of uh, He Man. They do the uh, retro action figures. Um, which have a lot of horror characters, Transformers, like anything. If it, you know, you like the nostalgia and the old like '80s crap. Super Seven uh, is really cool. Peanuts, everything. But they had a King Diamond figure. Uh, I think I ordered this oh, last yeah. year. I pre I pre ordered it. Right, I totally forgot about it. It got delayed. Like you know, many things. You know, like, was it was it the King Diamond action figure or was it the statue? Because I know he they put out a King Diamond statue, which really looked cool. No, I get the action figure, um, which you know has a, a cloth cape. He's got three heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the new makeup head with the mustache. Uh, he's got the old school King Diamond, and he's got the uh, a little bit more like you know Merciful Fate white face. Um, comes with different hands. 
He's got the devil horn hands, gloved hands, fisted hands. He's got the uh, crossbone uh, microphone. Oh, the, the, the femurs, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got a little chain on him. It's a nice figure. I mean, it really, like, I mean, it did cost, like, generally, like, this thing was, like, 60-something bucks. Um, I had pre-ordered it, like I said, a while back. I was like, just like I got to get this. And I forgot about it, and I had a box from Super 7, and I was like, did, I'm like, I'm like, is that the King Diamond figure? I mean, man, did I got to say, everything, the packaging from the the actual box the figure was in actually has, like, King Diamond logo on it. And then you open it up, and the figure itself is, like, covered up, and it has, like, a slip cover. Oh, uh, wow. You know, which has, like, I mean, it's very, it's lots of, like, uh, yeah, like, kind of looks like, you know, cathedral windows, lots of inverted crosses and pentagrams and goat heads and cool stuff like that. And, I mean, it's, like, the slip cover slides off, and then the figure is underneath. And it's one that's like, man, it just looks so cool. I mean, like I said, it's it's one of those ones that you could open up and display it, or you could even leave it, you know, in the case. Um, I know Ryan, he had uh, pre-ordered one, but he was in between jobs and told me he had uh, canceled his. Unfortunately, he was like, ah, yeah, but they they might be doing another run. But I was just, it it was something I just had to get. You know, like I got the retroaction King Diamond figure. When I'm thinking Super Seven, they're really cool with like the band mascots, so they do like crimson ghost figures and these are a little old school they look like the old star wars there's not much articulation um but you can get king diamond you can get uh eddie iron maiden vic rattlehead megadeth the little slayer demon dude like I said there's about or six crimson ghost figures i don't really know if you need that many but hey if you're into collecting and you like that stuff I mean, it's mm-hmm. awesome um but they, like I said, Super 7, man, they're awesome. I suggest people check them out. Uh, there's, there's probably some video game stuff on there, too. Everything from, you know, metal to games to just old 80s nostalgia. It's really cool. And they put out some really good stuff. Like the King Diamond figure is really nice. Like I said, high price. But, hey, man, you got to... You gotta pay for the king, you know. Yeah, I know they uh, they made a uh, King Diamond uh, graphic novel for Abigail, and I, I wanted oh. I wanted to order that so bad, and I they had like a special edition that came with like a King Diamond mask. Ah. Like, oh man, I really wish I got that. It was like three hundred bucks. Oh ew, ew. yeah, man, like that. Not, not I mean, you could get the graphic novel itself for like twenty four dollars. Oh, okay. and it was it was it's like Abigail as a graphic novel, which is I mean it's. That's that's such a classic album for for anyone that's listening that wants to get into Halloween spirit. Just just put Abigail on and listen to that. It's like a straight up horror movie. It's fantastic. But uh, yeah, the the special collector's edition like came with like a I think it came with like an extra case. It came with like the the King Diamond mask. It came with a bunch of stuff for like three hundred bucks. I'm like, <laughs> I wish I could get that, but that was a yeah, little too much for my blood. You know, that's kind of a brutal album coming out uh, sometime soon. It also got you know, delayed, but uh, it, he does have one coming in the near future, and uh, still one of the greatest concerts I've been to. Uh, if, you, if you like King Diamond, I, I suggest highly going to see him uh, if you can. It is a, a great experience. I think actually Ryan's, uh, I don't know if he said that someone said they, like, his wife had said she looked it better than uh, the than Ghost. I think they had seen Ghost. And then made it sing King Diamond, and they, you know, uh, they probably both put on like amazing shows. But like I said, I mean, King Diamond's completely theatrical. Yeah, burning grandma in the in the, the oven, and you know, all this like stairs and a whole state. Oh, man, it was great. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, he still got it, man. Like he actually sounds better than he did back in like 
the late 90s. Like his, vo- I think he quit smoking. Um, and heart surgery too. Yeah. And he sounds he sounds really good, and um, you know now his his wife does like backup vocals too, mm-hmm. which is yep. really really cool. I mean it's it's so freaking cool. I dig it. Yeah, there's <laughs> also a great DVD out. Uh, I think it was some of the, the around the same year I saw him. This is actually I mean it's been a while ago because time flies, but uh, there's a great DVD of some of more of his recent shows that's out, uh, which I still want to pick up because like I said, it was just. Man, it was awesome. So, he, like, like you said, man, he's, he's still got it, and it's it's so much more than just you know a rock show. You know, like it's, it's it really is a performance piece. Like we saw it in a theater uh, that mm-hmm. was very small. You could sit down and watch it. You didn't just sitting in your seat, but it fit because it was just that. that I was gonna type say, show. Here, here's a good question because I'm I'm I was looking at some of the gaming news uh, while we were talking about King Diamond. And I totally forgot to mention the. Uh, have you seen the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City trailer? Actually, no, I have not. Yeah, the new trailer just released, and you know that's what? A series, right? Is that the series that's coming no, out? No, no, it's it's going to be a movie. It comes out on okay. Thanksgiving. Um, and it's it's one of those movies that kind of has uh, some people love it, some people hate. I know Ryan. Ryan said he really liked it. I like it because you know it's. It's not a high budget movie. Like you can tell, it's not. It doesn't have the biggest budget. Um, and there's some things they they kind of add to it that. But it's Resident Evil. You know, like you watch it and you're like, okay, this is Resident Evil. It's more Resident Evil than the past movies were, which isn't saying much because I mean, you don't yeah. have you don't have Matrix Alice like running up down walls, kicking Nemesis in the face. You don't have stuff like that. But they even recreate the scene. Like one of my favorite scenes in the trailer is they recreated the uh, the bald zombie scene in the mansion. Uh, I was like that classic. They add so many little touches. I think the main thing that people didn't like about it is they don't like the way the cast looks because apparently, like Leon doesn't look like Leon because he's he's tan. Like he's not like a, a white dude with the bowl cut. <laughs> you know, like people are like, oh, but I, dude, I don't care as long as they as long as the it's fun. And that's what I think a lot of people forget because I mean, Resident Evil as Resident Evil progressed, became more like serious. Like, ooh, we're were horror action, blah blah blah. But if you look at the early Resident Evil games, they were B movies. They were straight up B movie video games, and I feel like that's what kind of this movie captures in that trailer. And I was like, man, this is this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun movie. Like sometimes it's good to watch fun movies. I think a lot of people forget that sometimes. Yeah, I mean that's all you really need. Like I said, just have fun. you know yeah. the spirit of it, and I mean you know, spawn up from that. Like you said, we've had that other Resident Evil series. I mean, I mean, the first one was okay. And I just, I'm an old school fan. Like I was just mad. Like they didn't use the George Romero square. Yeah. You know, and it was what it was. And it just, it turned into its own thing. And once again, it kind of goes, same thing with Resident Evil. You know, it's like you, you got the remakes, you got the, you know, regular series, you got those newer first person ones. You got this weird movie series that, it's yeah. kind of like Halloween, uh, as far as like these different timelines you can go on, you know, or it's like, well, this one skips these other ones. This one's its own thing. And I really, I kind of like that sometimes with series, like these long series where, you, you know, sometimes it, it may be really doing like one after the other, but you have these different branching storylines, different paths, and everybody has their own 
you know, favorite version and, you know, sequels and such that they like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that comes out. It comes out on Thanksgiving or right around Thanksgiving. Um, I definitely want to check it out. But uh, we're getting towards the uh, end of the show, and I think we should get into games we've been playing recently. Uh, James, uh, you, you said you actually been playing a lot lately. What have you been playing? I had. Well, you know, it's like I'd been off like in like a month from work. I think I'd mentioned it um, just sent me home just from like working too much. And I mean, I didn't you know, play as many games as I should have, or, you know, didn't organize things. I just, I slept a whole lot. I just kind of laid around, but I, you know, I, I was playing some games and, uh, and I did, like I said, not sure if I mentioned this, the last, uh, episode as far as certain ones, like, uh, cooking mama was a game I'd finally uh, picked up. I mentioned before I played my friends, uh, the hate on the switch. And I, like, I love that series, you know, on the DS, and I got the Switch one, and I just, I've been having a lot of fun with that. And I mean, it's cooking mama. Like, it, I feel like doing the little recipes and stuff. Uh, I'd got the new cruising game. Oh, I still need um, to get that. Man, like, fun. Just really, it's been a little while, you know, since I've played just like a really awesome, like, arcade racer. Um, you know, every race is about, you know, two minutes or less. Uh, I think I'm, I'm riding in a big old, uh, convertible cadillac or something you know, that. <laughs> that's so awesome. i was like well there's not a hearse on there or something like that you know so i was like i'm gonna take the big cadillac and um just been you know playing that and at first i was like where are all the tracks like it seemed kind of uh, you know like not not that many and then i realized uh i was just like in the arcade mode where then there's like kind of like the the tour course mode where that's where you unlock all the other stuff and i mean okay. it is kind of easy um you know you're not gonna like run off the track you don't crash a whole lot i do like wrecking people um made me think of the old rush games because we'd play those in the arcade i had a friend that uh worked at the arcade so we'd get a lot of free games and we'd always play rush in the sit down machine and uh that was more important than people so i really i really like the wrecking option um like I've, I, like I've come on and hit like four or five people, smashed them off the track. Uh, you have certain times where like cops are chasing you, and you can run them off the road too. Um, you, you get a couple of like fun, you know, like, kind of like different scenarios on a lot of the tracks. Um, some of them, you know, do look a little similar, but then you'll have crazy things where like the road just disappears and you fall, you know, down this chasm onto like another road, and you know, there's like giant dinosaurs and. It, like it's wacky, you know. Like it, like it's a, it's a, it's a wacky arcade game. So just playing that one. Um, recently, been getting you know back into. Uh, I'm actually a member on this one muscle page, like the little pink figures. Oh yeah. From way back, um, and actually, I found a buddy of mine. I, I told him about that page too, and uh, he had found man, they had this nice like reproduction set. It's actually like a 400 figure box of all the old muscles, um, and I was trying to buy it but it was like sold out. So but oh. he got a hold of one. He got one, but there's a lot of people trading. Um, uh, and it's just, it, man, it's really cool to see, but I've been, you know, uh, collecting Japanese wrestling games and actually found a muscle Game Boy game, uh, which I did not know existed till you know, maybe about a month ago. And I ordered it. And a lot of people know the muscle game on the NES and it is terrible. I mean, it is what it is, but man, this Game Boy one is quite impressive. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the year it came out, you know, because Game Boy did, you know, you might have Nintendo games from 86, and you could have a Game Boy game from 1991, 
And I mean, yeah. that's a, you know, a big jump in time, but I mean, it, it looks great. It is really fun. And I think about, you know, my, my Japanese, uh, Game Boy wrestling games. And, uh, another fun game too, uh, speaking of wrestling is, uh, arcade action wrestling. Now I, I saw a video of this on YouTube and I, I went to go buy it on Xbox and apparently I already owned it. Now, I know I owned a version of this, I think, on the 360 at one point. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it carried over. I'm not sure when I bought this game. Like, I don't, like, it's, like, it's not that old, but, uh, just very fun. It's simple. I mean, you can tell, you know, it's like one of those very small team. Um, but it even has things, you know, like, you know, you got weapons, flaming table. Go on and download uh, creations that people have made, so you, know, you get a lot of real wrestlers, kind of like Fire Pro. I mean, it's yeah, not as good as Fire Pro, but there's like wacky moves, like you know, you can shoot like lasers out of your eyes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a fifteen dollar game, but I mean, like if you're one of the people wrestling and like we don't really, you know, we got Retromania, um, you know, Fire Pro. We don't have like the most wrestling games. We're not like really influxed with all these titles. Uh, and I thought for what it is. Um, very fun game, and then you know I've been playing some Castlevania because uh, I recently got that you know the GBA collection. Oh yeah, the Advanced Collection came out. Yeah, great yeah. deal. I bought that in the same time. I bought that other Castlevania collection that was on sale for five bucks, which has man, what one, two, three Super Bloodlines, uh, some Game Boy ones. So Kid Dracula is on there too. Oh, man, I got yeah. so many Castlevania games for twenty five bucks. Uh, and I've I've really been going back to Circle of the Moon because that was one of those ones like I never uh, I never beat. Um, my favorite's probably Harmony and Dissonance. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. As far as those GBA ones, Harmony and Dissonance is my favorite. It it really because uh, I know a lot of people like Aria. Yeah, I'm an Aria. I'm an Aria yep. fan. That's the go-to. Yep. But Harmony to me, something about it it felt the most like Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you actually had the Belmont in Symphony of the Night. It's very confusing. You know, you got the A castle, the B castle, the ABC castle. It is a, man, it's a pain. But I love that. And, but I beat that one a couple of times. But I was like, Circle of the Moon, I, you know, I, I never beat. Um, you know, I'm back on the old, you know, GBA was one of the first games I had. And, of course, it, it was a little dark at the time because we didn't have, like, the backlit screen. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to go back a time or two. Uh, and just, you know, never went through with it, but, uh, that's one of the ones I'm playing on that. And also very cool. I thought that they threw, uh, Dracula X, you know, the, the super nice version. I, I just thought that was neat. They put that on there mm-hmm. since it, it wasn't on the other one. Um, and then one of the games I recently bought, I haven't played yet, but it was a Japanese game, uh, looking for muscle games. Uh, I found this game called muscle ranking muscle war, uh, <laughs> Okay, it sounds yeah. I mean, you're like, what is this? <laughs> muscle, you're looking at Muscle War, dude. Okay, <laughs> you know that Ninja Warrior show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This game is Ninja Warrior. This is a PS2 game. So oh. Ninja Warrior's actually been around since like '97, and there's been some different versions. But everything on there from them doing that weird, like you know, the bicycle pedal, like mm-hmm. where they're you know doing it on their hands, going across the pit, like that's on there, like you know, climbing up walls with their hands stretched out and like, you know, kind of inching their way up. It's all on there. Then it's got weird stuff like riding a tricycle around some small little platform, which I actually found like footage of this. Like I said, it's kind of a compilation of these weird Japanese game shows. Uh, And it was literally, it was a game that was like 15 bucks, like with shipping. 
And I was like, I got, I'm like, I, I got to get this. I was like, I had, like, I, like, I have to. This looks too weird. It's like an insane track and field. Um, you're like sawing wood. At, like at one point, you're riding unicycles. You're sawing wood. There's like tennis things, obstacle courses. I, I mean, I'll definitely talk more on this uh, next time after I get to play it because it came in the other day, and I just I, I haven't got a chance to pop it in yet. But I thought it just, you know, it just. It looked insane. And another one I got to, this is very cool. Uh, I got the Black Panther. It's the PSP Yakuza game. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. I didn't realize that PSP apparently is region free. Yeah. At least I hope it is. Everything I looked up said it was. Yeah, so it is. I, I found Black Panther for, it was like 10 bucks. Um, and there was a, one deal that had both of them, but it cost a bit more. But I was like, ah, this game's probably going to be really hard to play anyway. But I was like, I still, I was like, I've always wanted to play it. I was like, you know, I don't know. There might be like an emulated version out there that uh, is like translated, but I, I'm going to give it a shot. You know, Yakuza games are tough. I do have like Kenzon and, and Ishin, uh on the PS3, and they are tough to play. But I'm, like I said, man, I'm going to give it a go. Like I said, it's a complete side story from Yakuza. Like you're not going to know any of the characters. It's not Kiryu. It's, it's not anybody. It's just, it's some other dude. But also, there's a TV series. It's very interesting. I, oh, I wow. saw that it was in Japan. Yeah, there's a TV series based on this, and he's just a lower level, like little you know, street tough guy. Uh, but and I guess I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then other than that, it's like you know, I've had a couple of uh, movies. You know, like I said, with that season, uh, I've been getting geared up, going to Halloween Kills. You know, later tonight, uh, actually watched the Rob Zombie Halloween movies again, um, which. You know, a lot of people like hate those. They're really not that bad, and um, you know, it's, it's not as white trashy as some as some people say. Just the the beginning of the one, but I will say, Brad Dourif, the guy that does Chucky's voice, man, he's awesome in in the in Rob Zombie's Halloween's, especially in part two. Yeah, I don't know, man, it's just something about him. Uh, I watched the Blob remake uh, from the '90s, which is once again awesome. It's on Hulu. If uh. And it, it, it was never seen that man. It's uh, pretty like it's got some you know really good effects. Uh, I think you know some some good gore. You can see a guy get like pulled down a drain, like oh, a wow. human being being pulled <laughs> inside of a drain. Uh, zombie three, uh, which I think would be you know there's many many zombie movies. They're not really all related. I think if it had better makeup, it, it would have been a, a better movie. And uh, and here's one that recently was released on blu-ray for the first time called skinned deep uh and, and if you're a fan of willow and warwick davis uh you get to see him in a horror movie as a, a guy named plates and he's just a little throws uh plates at people it's odd it's one of those crazy like weird family movies there's mm -hmm. a guy with this huge brain uh there's some dude with a big metal bear trap on his mouth uh it's weird, and it's kind of it's one of those lesser known ones, you know, kind of low budget. But uh, it was recently released by Severn Films, uh, a lot of cool movie companies, like you know, putting out a lot of these old forgotten movies. Uh, but other than that, I mean, a, a couple weird beat 'em ups actually too. I played. There was one called the the Takeover, um, which it, it looks. Well, yeah, that's on. That's on. Uh, that's on. Like Switch, right? I think I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, I bought it for a dollar. It was like Takeover, uh, which was pretty fun. And then uh, 
there was another one like like beat them all which uh was even more simple and, and it didn't seem to have a throw and i, I have a thing against beat em ups where you can't throw people and then, yeah that's um, weird actually and, and lastly the one i'll mention uh i'll mention shaman king uh this kind of started but like before i started playing circle of the moon um i went back to metroid fusion and mm-hmm. man that game kicked my butt like I, like i beat it like years ago but wow like that one really just like it man i got to like the first mini boss and it took me out but shaman king um uses a lot of the same uh things from uh like aria sorrow made by konami uh mm-hmm. it's kind of that metroidvania style but it's not quite as open world it's more set in stages where you kind of have like a like a mario 3 map yeah, you gotta go like stage by stage, but man, I really I don't like Shaman King's one of those like Shonen Jump. I think it's like an anime, mm-hmm. uh, some type of show. I don't know anything about it. I just remember hearing that like, hey, if you like Metroidvanias, try Shaman King. So I bought two of them in a pack. Now one's more of a Pokemon style, uh, but the one I was playing was definitely more of the uh, Metroidvania style, and. Man, like I said, like very fun. You know, it's kind of like you get the souls in Aria. Uh, you kind of have options like that where, you know, you get the little different abilities that you can put on um, where you actually, you can set like four abilities and you got to use a button to switch. So, it, you know, it gets a little complicated to keep up with. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you might have one that's like, well, I got a slide function or, you know, the jump fight. Yeah, pretty much everything we know from Castlevania. Um, but really cool. Like I said, you don't have to know anything about it. You're just a weird little dude with like a sword, but uh, I, I think it's one a lot of people might not have played. And it's like if you've played every other, you know, Metroidvania and you know Castlevania, and you, you love the GBA and you're looking for one, Shaman King. Uh, I'm trying to see the name of the some spirit. I don't know. Like I said, there's there's two or three of them, and uh, like I said, there's there's two versions. Then there's the Pokemon one. You know, just make sure you look it up before you buy one if uh, if you decide to, and. Uh, you know, this is about it for me. I say, uh, yeah, you've been been uh, getting some game on. I, I I haven't been playing as much as you have. Um, I I of course, Rolling Gunner cannot stress that enough. Uh, Metroid Dread, we talked about that. Uh, Steel Assault, Steel Assault's oh, yeah. been a lot of fun, man. Like I remember uh, you were telling me about it, and um, it, it's it's really good. It took a while for me to get used to the. Um, the, the the almost like whip bionic commander yes. sort of thing that took me yeah. a while to get used to it but once i got the hang of it i was like okay okay now now i'm i'm getting better but I, i'm not gonna lie i play that game on easy i don't i give two shits that game is freaking tough <laughs> i'll play it on easy and have a good time but uh been playing that uh also playing some more warrior where get it together been playing a little bit more of that oh warrior where yeah that's one too I, I need to get back on that one i uh i picked that up and just didn't that, like I played it for a bit, and I ended up actually getting like quite a few games at one time, which I hadn't in a while, and I got you know just distracted. I'd go on to the next one, but I need to get back on that. Yeah, I've been playing that. Also, uh, uh, I I got a game that I need to review. It was sent to me, uh, Crisis Wing, which is a uh, shooter, and it's it's fun. I don't I don't know how much is going for on the eShop on the Switch. I'm not sure what the price is, but it's it shouldn't be too expensive. Um, 
it's very Truxton-like. Like, if you're a big fan of Truxton, uh, Crisis Wings definitely one to check out. It's It's been a lot of fun. I'm actually working on reviewing that. Also, I'm working on another review called, uh, the game's called Weapon of Choice DX. It's made by the same people who did Pig Eat Ball, which is another really good uh, indie game. But this is this is more of a um, side-scrolling shooter, kind of like Contra. I would say it's more... I would say it's more in the lines of Turrican than Contra, the way that the gameplay is. Um, you, you have like different team members, and each time you die, and you get another team member. Once all the team members are dead, then it's game over. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's not a very long game; like the stages are very short. But uh, that's kind of what they were going for when they made the game. They're like, "Hey, we're making a a side scrolling shooter that's a, a short game for people that have a lot." of shit to do in their lives. And I'm like, hey, I'm down with that. I'm down. That was their selling point. We're like, making a game that's short for people who, you know, just want to play a little bit of games. So I've been really enjoying it. It's it, it, The controls are a little finicky uh, because it's got some, some... It's weird because you got like this like backpack that's like a spider, like spider legs. So when you jump, like the like the spider legs will grab a hold of the wall and like you'll climb up the wall vertically on the spider legs. It's kind of weird. But um, other than that, I mean, that's been pretty much it. I, I, I do plan on getting last judgment this week. Uh, Cause I've been really wanting to play that. Cause I loved judgment on the PS4. So I'm going to get that very soon. Um, it's been a while since I played a, a good RGG game. Been telling all my friends, like, don't spoil it. Cause all my friends have been like, have you played last judgment yet? And they've been trying to tell me about it. I'm like, don't say anything. I, I, I just want to uh. fucking play it. So and it's going to be nice too to play like a more traditional RGG game, even though it's more detective based than your standard Yakuza. But you know, I, I, I want to see what the battle system's all about, you know, cause I like that beat em up style. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with that. That was always such a, you know, like I said, it was my issue with the with the like a dragon. Like this was when I was playing it, and like for me, it was like I'd just rather be like beating these guys up myself instead of hitting this button. Like it yeah. just couldn't, like it couldn't translate over for me. But I imagine, and I mean, hey, maybe like that game opened up, you know, just the Yak as a series to like some new people, or either if they, someone was only into you know RPGs, like it's still like a great story. So, yeah, like a dragon. I'm not gonna knock it, you know. Yeah, like a dragon. Me. Like a dragon was was really really good. Like it's uh, it's I, I still haven't finished. it. I need to finish it, but um, I think I'm like I, I think I might actually have to start that game over. I'm not sure yet because <laughs> it's been it's been a while since I played it. Um, but I know the Yakuza games are pretty good about catching you up on what's going on. So if you put it down for a while, you can pick it back up and oh yeah, that's what I was doing, but. Um, that was, that was a really good game. I for, for a JRPG, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's a really good JRPG, but, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what, what's been going on. And, and again, guys, we'll be, uh, putting out another episode very soon, our Halloween episode. So be sure to stay tuned. And if, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to, uh, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. It really helps the visibility of the show, helps, uh, us get more listeners and if you enjoyed this podcast and you're listening to it on those podcatchers of your choice, be sure to check out archived episodes on youtube.com slash Scullion. We also do reviews, and I have a series called Play and Tell where I talk about games I've been playing. And uh, sometimes I sometimes I come out of nowhere and I'll start ranting about gaming news that comes out. I don't do it as I don't do as much as other YouTubers. I don't do a whole lot of gaming news videos. I, I just don't have the time for it. But 
Anyway, guys, as always, we want to thank you for checking out another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. And I hope you guys have a great day. And as always, happy gaming. And like I said, we will see you too uh, soon for the big Halloween episode, which actually will be focused with Metroid coming out. A lot of uh, just alien-related games, movies, uh, things inspired by, which I think will be a really fun topic. And like I said, we'll have our friend Ryan on here with us, and uh, it's going to be a blast. So we will see you sooner rather than later, and I hope everyone has a pleasant evening. I hope you have a happy Halloween, and we don't see you before then. So have a good one.